The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or Webster Rock Hill Ministries, its management, or other hosts or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented by KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Well, good morning, St. Louis. This is In Tune with Arnold Stricker and Ellie Wharton. Hey, we have the summertime has arrived, Ellie. You know what? This is the first Friday in like an eon of eons that it's sunny. You're correct. You're correct. And it's supposed to be sunny. Is it supposed to be sunny all weekend? Uh, I think Sunday is a rain day. Oh, I'm not supposed to bang the table, am I? No, but for our <laughs> listeners in listener land, they, they will know that today is a very bright and sunny day. It's a st- it's a staccato day. It is a staccato day. And you know, and with our first guest, he brings sunshine in a box, doesn't he? He brings sunshine in a box, but first in tune to two-hour weekly broadcast which focuses and reflects on issues that impact and connects our community and the greater St. Louis area. Our topics include the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, history, housing, humor, and justice. So sunshine in a box. We have Michael Shipley from Bring Me a Book here in studio. Michael, welcome to In Tune. Thanks, Arnold. Thanks, Ellie. Yeah. Uh, I've always been a big fan of the radio, and I'm, I'm really um, happy to see all the great things happening at 92.9 over the last couple of years. It's, it's really a really good thing. And I'm a big fan of books. Um, so am I. Let me tell you, I, you come into my house, I have little, little libraries everywhere. They're you know, just not stacks of books. No, no, no. They're libraries. I mean, we have built shelves all okay. throughout my house. My father built shelves all throughout the house. And everywhere you go, there are little, there's, there's libraries of books. And even if you come into my little office here, you'll see already every time we have authors, they bring books and they sign them for me. And I got a little library starting in there. And, and you don't have libraries of screens? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. No, I have books. I, have to, I, just and I think I've given Arnold a couple of books and he never returned. Yeah, I read them and <laughs> gave them back. Yes, I did. <laughs> hey, Michael's here from Bring Me a Book, and they I, I love this on the website. Improving attitudes about reading at home and school. What an, an important aspect of anybody from birth to when you die is reading and the ability to be able to read, but especially, especially in zero to five. That's zero right. to five. Michael, talk a little bit about the importance of that span of time and why that is critical for kids. Well, if you just want to start with like brain development, for example, the brain development and the brain connections you make when you have a baby at home and you start working on that as they as they mature and they get a little older. At, at age zero, you can start reading to your, your child and the, them just hearing the words come out of your mouth and and go into their ears is one of the most important things about childhood development and reading because having them see you manipulate a book is also important. We have, you know, there's a handful of kids at a school that we serve um, over in Illinois that the teachers have told me every year there's a handful of kids that show up that that don't even know how to manipulate a book. They've never picked. They've never picked up a book. They've never opened a book. I mean, so just even little things like that. You, it's hard to believe. It, that is hard to believe. My goodness. I yes. mean, just don't even know how to open yes. a book. Wow. A foreign object. It's literally a foreign object to some of these. To I mean, I'm not talking. I'm talking a very small percentage. Right, but still, but, it's. A, but even if that happens to to one. To one uh, that's right. child. It's a loss. Yes. And when we did the book giveaway here, I remember we had a, a, a lady who was pregnant. And she ordered the books because she was already reading to her child in utero. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yes. that's um, There's some 
Uh, we, there's some quotations from uh, Jim Trelease. He he wrote a book on 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 reading aloud to kids. They say you could read aloud to your your some families read aloud all the way through high school together. It's also a good camaraderie for the family. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and and you know the and you you know books audio books. I mean, we all know the importance of that. I mean, once you start reading novels and things, you know you 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 as someone is reading to you, you're thinking about other things as opposed to reading yourself. So there's some um, research on that that's positive. And the vocabulary development, because books, it, they use words that you wouldn't ordinarily use in your day-to-day conversation. And it's always amazing to me when I see words that I don't recognize or don't quite understand, I stop and I look it up so that I know, oh, okay, now I understand the context, you know, and then that helps me. And then I try to go out some and then use that word. Okay. So I sound really smart. (laughs) I mean, and there's also uh, visual literacy. So like there's a lot of books these days that have won a New York Times bestseller that are literally have no words in them. It's just the artwork, the illustration. So as you're, if you're a parent that Maybe a struggling reader, uh, Arnold brought that up. What about those parents that are struggling readers themselves? You don't necessarily need to be reading the words on the page for them to tell your child a story about a book. And, you know, we know all parents, you know, they add things to books that it's fun just to keep the kids interested, you know, get them excited about reading. That's what we do. And the other thing I was going to mention, one of our programs talking about uh, vocabulary is the classroom library program. So, when we, we started in St. Louis about f- uh, 2014, and we were an, a satellite office of Bring Me a Book out of San Francisco, and now we are an independent 501c3 charity in St. Louis. But what what one of the programs they've emphasized there and that we've brought to St. Louis, and we've put over 100 of these classroom libraries in different classrooms across wow. St. Louis. Uh, at one school, we have 27 classroom libraries. Wow. Northside Community School in North St. Louis. And... One of the, the most important things about the classroom library is the kids are reading the same books over and over again. So they're library quality curated literature that we put on the, the, the bookshelves. Right. And when a kid sees, a child sees that same word over and over again, um, they all have their favorite books. You know, they've written, written us thank you notes and they all emphasize their favorite books. Well, that's great. Um, there's one called Building Our House. It's a really good book that I've, we've put on the bookshelves. And this little guy, I remember his little thank you note, wrote about that book. So he reads that book over and over again, and he's remembering those words. And right. it's very, very typical of kids at night when parents read to them. And I really encourage parents to read to their children at night before they go to bed. And many times you will have read that story a hundred times, but the child still wants to hear it and knows exactly all the words. That's right. And like if you skip a page, they'll go, no, you missed this part right here. So they, they like hearing that. It's a comfort to them. It helps put them to sleep. It's it's something that really, what you were saying uh, earlier, Michael, it, it imprints on their on their brain. They're, you're making some brain connections, some, uh, building building that connection in, in, in the brain. Our family has, uh, we have four kids. My wife, Leah, and I have four ch- children. And... Um, it's uh, they're younger kids, and I've tried when they've gotten upset before uh, out there in Radioland. If you have kids, or if you just are an uncle or an aunt or Listener a, land. Uh, a grandparent, you know, if a child is having a, a is upset, try grabbing a book. Try to start reading the book. It it works sometimes. They'll just get right into the book, and then they'll forget. You know, you don't want to necessarily let them forget why they're upset talk to them about that later but it can calm them down right books can be soothing right yeah, you know and yeah. i've always believed that the bigger the library the bigger the bank account 
<laughs> and I heard that on a in a movie years ago when a guy was talking about that. The bigger the library, the bigger the bank account because it it expands your possibilities. It expands your understanding, and it gives you that that ability to be able to go into the world with a greater sense of of your own expertise. Yes, that's why we like to give children the classics, the classic literature, and newer titles. Yeah, because... d- but don't make them read Beowulf. Please don't make them read Beowulf. <laughs> well, and they, they, can, they can even take a vacation without even leaving their room. That's right. You know, going reading about faraway places and getting to know different destinations through their reading, whether it be a novel like or whether Gulliver's it be Like Gulliver's Travels. Yes, that, you know. yes, And, and like I that. wear glasses today, I will, I will tell you. I started wearing glasses in first grade. By first grade, I was literally blind because when I was a kid, I would take my little flashlight and make my little tent in the bed at night and be reading books because my parents always had plenty of books. So I was always reading, reading, reading. By the time I got into school, I couldn't see. <laughs> I, I guess the reason I can't hear is because I was listening to Cardinal Baseball yeah, games on my go. transistor radio. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, your transistor. <laughs> yeah. So, Michael, you, you talked about the classroom libraries, and there are kind of three other areas that you have, the home library book boxes, the book bus bookmobile, and the read-to-me take-home books. Can you mention a little bit about each one of those and how they how they work? So uh, the, the school that I was talking about in, in East St. Louis, uh, the, the, the read-to-me take-home books. So at that school, there's a really engaging teacher, a pre-K teacher who is really into the program. So it helps if when you go into a, a, a classroom or into a school that the principal's on board and the teacher's on board. So what happens is there's 25 different books. They all come in a canvas bag. And in each, in each bag, there's a, a learning prompt that matches the book that's in the bag. And what, what happens is the kids cycle through. So they, they br- bring bag one. They're all numbered in the classroom. They're all like on a chart. We have a chart up there. It's all organized. And so um, child Joe will take home uh, book number one. And then the next week, that same child will take home book number two. And throughout the, the school year, he'll, he'll have gone through all 20 books. Wow. And then they'll just repeat the, you know, after 20 weeks, you just repeat and read those other, the, the same books again. But what it is, is it's a direct effort to get the, the family reading, especially in pre-K and kindergarten and first grade. And we, we do it at another school, St. Cecilia comes to mind. And in South St. Louis, and at that school, the kindergarten books are in Spanish. And by the time uh, the child has started to uh, read in English, the first grade books are then in English, the take-home books. So that's kind of the emphasis with that program. So how do you know which schools to go to? What criteria do you, uh, as Bring Me a Book, use to take books to schools? I mean, mainly it's the relationship with the, the administration. If you walk in and it's, uh, you feel like you're going to make an impact. And then another a barometer is the National School Lunch Program by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Most of the schools we serve are 100%. Uh, the kids qualify for free or reduced lunch. And so we, we use that. And, and, and of course, you like I said before, you want the books to be appreciated. You want them to be used. We serve a school in Warrington, and uh, we partner with the SCI Foundation. It's a, a nonprofit foundation. They have a grant program. We've uh, been awarded a, a grant for the last two years. The SCI Foundation, they sponsored classroom libraries, which I've already talked about, it, for seven of their classrooms. And that day, all, all the uh, kindergartners and first graders came out of their rooms uh, in Warrington at um, Rebecca Boone Elementary, and they all said thank you. Wow. So, I mean, it was, yeah. it was really great, and those kids are still reading those books. That's, that's great. Well, and, you know, here we have a dedicated hour 
to the children Monday through Thursday, Saturdays and Sundays, the children's reading hour. And we've had it ever since we've been on the air. And the whole idea is to provide children. We do it, like I said, from three to four because we figure they're just getting out of school. They may be in the car or on their way home or going to pick up another sibling. But mom can turn on or dad can turn that story on and listen to different stories. And we intersperse it with children's songs and make it exciting. You know, but a, a wonderful family, the Rao family, they sponsored it for the entire year. How great. You know, just a family. Mm-hmm. And what's good about that is that it keeps people engaged. It lets the station, it lets the, the listening audience know that we are dedicated to the children as well. And we we did it well before there was a sponsorship. So it's not like it was tied into having a sponsorship. Right. Mm-hmm. But it also when we did give STL day, I don't know if you all participated yes, in that. Yes, we did. Okay, yes. great. And you know we stories. I'm sure you're familiar with the folks. Yes. Adelaide Lancaster and Farrell, and, and you know they started right here in Bristol right. School, and I think they were the second highest donated group. I think they did like over fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Yes. Again, for for reading and getting stories out to children. I mean, theirs is very specific in terms of diversity and yes. um, engaging children in anti discrimination and things like that. But yes. again, I was so pleased to see that. Reading was so important. Yes, it is. It, and it, it just getting kids engaged into books, getting them, getting, sparking their imaginations is what we, we like to say. And Arnold's talked about it before. Bringing Books St. Louis is, is about having kids enjoy reading, having kids finding finding the joy in reading and um, finding good books for them to read. That's so that's right. something that we also like to do. Curating, we all know that there's children's literature out there that isn't so great. And, and what I like to do is, especially with our book bus that, um, right. that Arnold mentioned. I was, was going to go, go down the, that road here I in a second. I love yeah. that, con- that concept of the book bus. Talk about that, because that actually came to uh, Webster Groves. Yeah, yes. Um, well, we're, our offices are on Gore. And, uh, and so the book bus is a, a, a program that the board and myself, the, the Bremia book, uh, our, our board of directors and myself decided it was a good opportunity for us to really – engage with the community out maybe outside the classroom in some respects you can go to we go to housing developments and we give away books but if you, you think about it the, the st louis county library system they do great things they have a great book mobile program the st louis city library um they haven't had bookmobiles in quite some time so i think it's a good opportunity for us to kind of fill fill some of the gap and yeah. get kids the, you guys remember when you were excited about the bookmobile when you were oh, kids yeah. oh my gosh yes yes so that and the uh, ice cream truck. There's, n- there's <laughs> n- nothing better, and you're both welcome to join us or anybody else. If they want to see the bookmobile, let me know or um, bring it to your school. But having the kids, their face light up when they when they walk onto that bookmobile. Absolutely, it's, it's just if if you can imagine, we have one wall of, of books, so the jackets face the kids. You can see a picture of it on our website, but bringmeabookstl.org and. And then, and then we have a couple uh, bookshelves where we, we kind of store books like a traditional bookmobile. But having the jackets face, book jackets face the children as they walk in, their eyes light up. And they're like, we have a program where we partner with the Horizon Housing Foundation. And each kid gets a, a wooden book box that we were talking about before, mm-hmm. book box, home library. Right. So every child at some of these housing developments that we, we, we uh, apartment complexes that we visit, they get five books, any five books on the book bus, and then they take home a wooden book box. So this is the, a really think, good thing that it's really kind of opened a lot of people's eyes and people are, and there's a story about it. There's a link to KSDK. They, they did a, a, 
a story on the book box. And um, it, they're made by the St. Louis Woodworkers Guild. And we partner, we, you know, we partner in buying the material. And then the Woodworkers Guild, um, they have over 150 members. And there's quite a few of them that are part of a, this separate group that builds the book, book boxes. And they're all hobbyist woodworkers. And they've been making toys for kids in wow. the local area hospitals, little wooden toys for years. And this is another new program that they've they've thought can make an impact. Those kids are starting their own library. That's it's a it. place they can keep their books, just like you were talking, That's Ellie, right. where your father built those bookshelves. Yeah. Those bookshelves have been there forever. Because yeah. when you have something like that, and, man, you really enjoy it, it's precious to you. It yes. is. It is. It's very precious. And even with, with my youngest grandchild, she has her own shelf of books and you know so that her books are not it's not a part of our other bookshelves she has her own bookshelf yes and that's where she puts her books she puts her dolls she puts her little ninos everything and that's her space yes and so when she gets ready to leave and everything is all over the house we say okay it's cleanup time clean up clean up everybody and you know and she knows to take everything back to her shelf yes well that's that's what we like to emphasize and a lot of the a lot of the students that we serve um are transient, so they might be moving. So this is another opportunity for them to carry that right. to their next, to their, their next yes, location, and it doesn't just get met, just yes. thrown away because oh, it's the book they don't need that, and the next thing you know, it's in the trash. Yes, which I can't ever imagine a book being and, in the trash. And the other great thing about the bookmobile is that there's a lot there's a lot of organizations in town that are doing great things, giving books to kids. I don't want to underestimate no, them, you're right. but what what's great about the bookmobile is it gives the choice to the child, right? You can they can pick what they think what they, they might want to read. Well, the nice thing and, is is the yeah. bookmobile comes to them. It's you know if you're not within walking distance of a library, that you're you're kind of at, at some mercy and yeah. waiting for things to come around and then have the book bus bookmobile come around. That's what what's a great thing for that. That's that's tremendous. Because you, we had coupled with the Rotary, with the Rotary Club. Yes, and that was a good way because the Rotary then took they not only funded it. But then Rotarians delivered the books to the homes. How great. So that way it was a great project. And I'm going to tell you, too, just kind of an aside. See, I've lived in other countries. And when I lived in Belize, you know, where kids are walking for miles to get to just the main road and you're in these little villages Having a library close by, that was the one thing that we saw that these children did not have. And we put two libraries in two different villages. And one woman who lived in Atlanta sent us barrels of books. And we were able to put these books into and make a library in these communities because these children were not able to get to it. So looking at some of the poorer countries where children really have very limited access to books. Library system is almost non-existent. Could be a great mission project for, for an organization like this, especially a country like Belize, Honduras, you know, those kind of countries that are very, very poor, they have small villages. Mm-hmm. This could go a long, long way. Michael, quick question on, uh, you mentioned some off the air, some workshops that you do with parents. And this is going to link back to our very first conversation we had when we started the show today about the brain. Yes. Well, so uh, we, when we have a work, workshops with parents like it, um, we, we partner with various organizations that provide assistance to the parents and even in schools. So like on parent teacher night, we'll have a, a little workshop, parent teacher workshop. And so um, each child gets a book at the end of the workshop. But one thing we do is one, one thing that I was mentioning to you, Arnold, was that we, we do this a brain exercise in brain development. So 
all the all the people in the workshop, even the children, we get in one big circle. And we we have all we have one ball of yarn, and we pass the ball of yarn. Uh, the first part of the exercise is you pass the ball of yarn back and forth. It makes a spider web between all the people standing there. When you explain to the group that when you're uh, sorting socks or when you're looking at uh, street signs or when you're looking at trees, driving in the car or um, just talking about everyday occurrences, little things you talk about with kids, is that's creating brain development and brain connections. So, and, and those are the brain connections that those kids will have for the rest of your life. You don't lose your brain connections. And then the second part of the exercise is you pass that same ball of yarn back and forth to the same three people in the group. So you had the big spider web and then you, you, uh, you can imagine a little one going back to the same three people maybe three or four times and it, it makes a tight little triangle. And then that's what you're doing when you're reading to your, your children every night. You're really, really hammering on those same, on creating those same brain connections. You're strengthening them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's Fort- a better, better adjective. Fortif- yeah. Fortification of brain. <laughs> of the brain, of the but, synapse there, you right. know? That's yes. Fabulous. But, but that's huge. Um, and what a great exercise for parents to really visually see that what's going on inside a kid's head. Yes. Yeah, I, exactly. And it's just reading and getting in the mode of reading every night. Children love, we all know that they're, they're, they love habits, you know, and they get into, if you can really emphasize reading every night, I know most parents out there do, but um, kids expect it when it's not, when it's, when, right. when you're, wait, we're not reading tonight? Right. What? What's, What's wrong? wrong with you? That's right. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you have yeah. a fever or something? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so we were, you know, we were at the the fair until nine thirty. Well, I don't. We have to read. I have one more thing I wanted to. Um, Absolutely, go ahead. Okay. So, a big thing happening with Bring Me Book is that we are partnering with the St. Louis Area Food Bank, and it's really exciting. Uh, yesterday, we delivered five thousand books. Wow! Wow! To, well, I mean, almost five thousand books. We're, we we have a commitment to give them five thousand books. So what we did is we went out there um, and we unloaded the entire book bus. It's going to be called the Summer Food Program. Every child, they're going to give basically boxes. That's for you. Uh, we're we're <laughs> applauding you. Um, they're going to give uh, food and and, bo- and and other things in to five thousand kids. The same kids might be receiving a box over and over again, but it's to fill the summer food um, gap that you might have in some of these communities. It's food for your mind as well as your stomach. That's right. And that's what it has to be. You know, you can't just feed people. And that's what I always say about missions. You know, when they go on these mission trips and it's like, well, we're doing this. We're going to paint this school. Well, you know, people could paint the school at midnight. (laughs) The locals can. But when you come in with things like that. That's great. Uh, on June 4th, um, yes. they're having a big uh, launch event at the St. Louis Area Food Bank. And each box will contain breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, items, uh, some of the food needs of a family of four for two days. Kudos. Um, boxes will be distributed for 13 weeks, reaching 5,000 families in Belleville, Cahokia, St. Louis City, and Delwood. Yeah, I can go on and on, but it's going to be a really good program. Excellent. And, you know, and every box will be a book. For more information, you can log on to bringmeabookstl.org, bringmeabookstl.org. Michael, thanks for coming on the show today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank this, you, Michael. This is Arnold Stricker with Ellie Wharton of Intune. You're listening to KWRHLP 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Groves, Missouri.